1: welcome boys and squirrels to the northern Outcast outdoors podcast the outcast your home for all things hunting fishing and ball busting related powered by citizens hunting co AF custom calls and Out on limb manufacturing all right boys and squirrels we are here on the second half of a double header episode seven and we're a man down It's just me and Sibeli today yep but we're bringing the fishing content Big here to finish out the summer, and we got someone who I was actually very excited whenever he uh he confirmed to come on the show with us here out west We don't really get guys too far that far west. We just had someone from oklahoma, so we're we're pushing to the west coast here,
0: trying to reach out
1: we're trying to reach out a little bit. We got Michael Lopez. Tiny Boat Nation is probably what most of you would know him from. And you're kind of at the kind of at the head of a movement that's been going on over the last couple of years. And it's it's really cool to see it. I've been following your YouTube page for a while. And it's it's cool to talk to you. I mean, it was awesome that you agreed to come on. We really appreciate it. But uh welcome to the show.
2: Yeah, I appreciate you inviting me and, on.
1: Yeah, it's it's really neat to kind of see the progression from your channel specifically, just from your earlier videos to the one I was watching the other day with the Pontini, that thing is freaking sweet, which I did enter <laughs> to win that thing too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I get man. But it it's it's awesome what you what you do and kind of what you what you offer, I guess, to the the blue collar dude, you know, the guy that necessarily doesn't have the waters around them to fish an eighty thousand dollar bass boat in. And, and it's it's really cool to see the stuff you guys come up with you specifically on your channel.
2: Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. 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 You, I, you pretty much summed it all up. There, there goes our hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, Hey, thanks for hey, calling man, in. And so. okay.
1: Well, no, but it, it, it's really neat. I guess kind of what got you really into that other than, you know, just being a tinkerer and a, and a fisherman, I guess at heart.
2: Well, I mean, everybody wants a bass boat. Oh, for like, sure. That's, that's the pinnacle of, of a fisherman uh, aside from that you're either i guess it's just whenever i found out that you could make one and i didn't i didn't even think that to think that you could make one like mm-hmm. one day i i'd, I'd, I'd uh, actually converted an inflatable to be more bass bass fishing friendly mm-hmm. and it was a uh, and somewhere down the line on youtube i saw a random like little bass boat it said homemade bass boat or something and i and i looked at that thing and that thing was from over a decade ago and that was like, that was hooked right then. It was somebody's, somebody's like photo diary collage of the boat. Yeah. And then, so I made one and then, uh, yeah. And then, well then from there it went on. It's-
1: well, I know I've been following your channel specifically for a couple of years, at least. I mean, how, how long have you had your YouTube channel? Cause I mean, you do have a, a pretty substantial following on there. It's, I don't know, I think 2010. Really? That-
2: oh, yeah. Paintball channel. And then, uh. I moved down to Havasu in 2015. That's when it like, that's when we started doing like solely fishing and, and boating stuff. Yeah. There's no paintball down there. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, it kind of died out. It's, it's funny you say that. That was that was a real thing up here in Pittsburgh by where we're from with smart parts and everything. Not to completely go off topic here, but it, it did kind of die down up here too.
2: Yeah, it's all, uh, yeah, the smart parts I own. Yeah, I love that
1: thing. Oh yeah, that was uh that was an OG. Oh. I was a uh I was an impulse guy too for a hot minute there. Not to totally confuse everybody that's tuning in to listen about boats, but yeah. Yeah, it's crazy.
2: Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, we came down here it's that was gone and I mean, I moved down here to fish, I moved down here to be on the lake because this is like the lake to be at, I mean, in my opinion. There's a few, there's a few in Arizona. Oh, for sure. This one was like my favorite chain, so when I got here that that was just much easier to do fishing content and create and then you know, I, I rocked my inflatable out here a few times and, and I needed a boat. I mean, it's just kind of like a way, like I saw, I saw a quote on a, uh, I think on Instagram or something, some some little motivational quote. He's like, you ever ask a crackhead how they get cracked or they... a <laughs> fake? <laughs> you ever see a crackhead who says, oh, I'm sorry, I can't get cracked today because I'm broke? No, they, they just get it. Yes. So that, that's kind of how I felt with like a boat. Just uh, on Aldir. the grind. That's uh, all. I
1: love it. I love it. I'm going to keep way. that in one of my back pockets for later for sure. <laughs> Yeah, So no, that's awesome. The the one thing you mentioned in uh, the one Pontini video, the second part of it, uh, when you guys were wiring up all the lights and you'd mentioned that you live on Havasu and it's all these dudes got these decked out, like kitted out boats with lights and crap on them. And it kind of goes back to, I I call it a movement, honestly, because the kayak thing, I feel like kind of spitballed into the tiny boat thing because, you know, it's kind of that Next tier up, I guess you could say, yeah, for sure. But it, you guys are always doing really cool stuff with them. To like really, you know, make it your own. Like your guys' switchboards that you put in these boats are like so cool. You know what I mean? It's almost like looking at like a lowrider or something, or a guy at like a car show that, like, hey, you know, the only someone else that was like into it that would really appreciate, you know, the twenty hours that you put into, you know, wiring up this panel or something like that. And those are the things that I find incredibly interesting about the stuff you guys do
2: yeah it's well i mean it's it's either you got, it's at a point where you have the time to put it in or yeah, it's just all the time if you got time you can do it yeah i feel like anybody can do it.
1: it the one that actually kind of brought me back to your channel recently is the bass raider the little plastic bass raider that you put the i think you did the eight footer though not the ten footer correct
2: yeah i did the eight footer
1: Yeah. And for someone like us, the area we live in Pennsylvania, three of the four major lakes around us all have horsepower restrictions. So you can only have a 20 horsepower motor anyway, like something like that. If not less. If not less. Yeah. There's nine, nine areas or electric only areas
2: in a lot of places that we. That's the majority of America. Yeah. I don't think that's really well known that the majority of America has horsepower or boat length restrictions. And it's only these really big, massive lakes like like the one I live on that will allow you a bass boat. Yeah. Like we're talking big lakes, like that are generally part of river chains with, with a high flow through. There's only a few small lakes out there that'll accept.
1: Yeah. but the, the one unlimited we have around here isn't any different size than the other ones, which is kind of weird. I guess when you say it like that,
2: is it like a reservoir like that feeds water into population? Uh,
1: I don't know if it does or not. I mean, they have a dam, so I know they get, oh. they're getting power from it in some way, but all of them are reservoirs. I'm pretty sure actually cuz Pima definitely is. Yeah, too. for sure. Yeah, they all have dam- dams using air quotes. Some of them are, you know, smaller than my garage, or my house, <laughs> but <laughs> but the one that doesn't have a horsepower restriction is just like completely overcrowded with boaters because obviously that's the only place you can go for, you know, jet skis and ski boats, but the other oh, spots, yeah. you know, something like that little bass raider would be freaking awesome or now you're seeing a million kayakers. Yeah. Really?
0: Oh yeah, that's you're ta- you're talking to one of them at least here. I know I yeah. I got into kayaks just for the sheer purpose of not wanting to spend the exorbitant amount of money on a full size bass boat, and, and just the accessibility. Once again, like Brewer was talking about, we have a bunch of smaller areas around here that we can just pull up, dump in a kayak, and just go about fishing. As compared to you know not being able to put like an actual full size boat in.
2: Yeah, that, that I mean, there were that that was the first movement. Yeah, when somebody kayak into a fishable craft where it wasn't just like you were sitting in there yeah it was like you know the first kayaks always kind of freaked me out where it was just a hole and you were in there and if you flipped over, if you flipped over like you drown. yeah
1: if you, you were stuck over. in there
0: yeah which if you stayed on long enough we could definitely tell you some stories especially oh, about flipping God. over and almost being drowned multiple times but yeah no i actually jumping into the kayak world i bypassed that and spent more than i probably should have on one of those uh old town autopilot so that's what i roll around and so at least i have an inboard little trolling motor to get me around but i definitely still am looking at stuff like yours
2: yeah i guess that's like the hot new kayak to get the the old town right yeah when everybody told me i should have got that one, i got i got like a feel-free dorado Mm -hmm. like just as a second boat sticking and stick my toy hauler yeah i'm making like a i'm making like a tandem a, a, a double stack trailer and yeah, that's we the, that's
1: the, were just uh, talking about that. You posted. Yeah, that, we were that watching thing that. Looks pretty wild already.
2: Yeah, and so it, so it all works. But I haven't, but uh, yeah, that's they were telling me I should have gone and got an old town. I looked at it; it was about the same price. I don't know why I didn't get it.
0: Stupid. <laughs> I mean, it's it's nice. It it is what it is. I mean, I Her- mostly got it just for the sheer fact that I could put those micro power poles on the back and the ability to spot lock, especially bass fishing, since that's the majority of what I do. It's kind of invaluable up here, especially with a lot of wind.
2: Yeah, I was immediately annoyed with how the the ty- the kayak would turn. Yeah, and how it, it just turns, just the wind just owns it. Yeah, so I, Spotlight probably would be invaluable on in that. I will have to figure that out.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a nice upgrade. I'll give him that for for that portion of the the kayak.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's yeah. I felt like these mega yaks. Oh yeah, that, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> derailed, and I mean, you know, I don't want to cast stones because I bought one. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's understandable. <laughs> Don't take this wrong, but yeah, that's past a certain point. Like, there's a there's a difference between portability and and how much you're actually going to maximize that fishability versus. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that Dorado I have is heavy.
1: Oh yeah, so, uh, I mean, plus what I, you're spending. Like, you could you, you could at that point just get get the damn yeah. boat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: that is kind of the tightrope you walk. Guys, follow like the mountain bike scene where where like you have a I don't know was it a Trek or a Specialized like those guys like it's kind of how I feel like. Kind of went all kind of trendy and hippie-ish.
1: It did. It did kind of turn into that. That's something else we were we were talking we were about earlier. Just discussing about yeah. it over lunch. Yeah, it, it kind kind of came. Not is dou- not the right word, I guess. But the <laughs> hipster, like the hipsters, kind of took it over, and then everybody's like, ah, man, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, like
3: it's
2: if you can put a time into to build a boat, it's it's the time, and it's and it's the it's the problem solving all the stuff. I feel I don't know. It's. It, I think it does a lot more for for a person. I don't know. There's there's not a whole lot of ways to in this in this in this world we live in to kind of be challenged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To go under like massive amounts of stress where your hair returns, you start losing your hair. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> but if you go if you go to convert one, it's a lot of extra thinking and skills and a lot of other other stuff that I think is underutilized. Period. Like you used to use it back in the day, you had to. It was like part of being a man. And, yeah. And then now, unless unless I don't know, this is a society where you have to go look for pressure. Yeah. Otherwise, you have like a pushy life and, yeah. and you kind of become like this neuter dog carpet paws. You got to go find things. You got to go get in fights. You got to go, you got to go to MMA jams. You got to go and build things or otherwise, like I don't know.
1: The one video you had, I can't remember specifically what boat you were working on, but you were freehand carving into your deck, this picture of this bass that you like freehand drew on the top of the deck. And you were talking about uh, working with guys in jail and like how you said the people in jail are some of the most talented people, that you'll never know about because of you know a b and c and you were kind of you know having like a a tangent like you know serious talk while you know you're showing you carving this thing out and stuff like that really speaks to me where it's like you know taking pride in your work and you know really going you know head first into it and making the most of it. And I think that's a really cool message that, that you see in a lot of your videos, whether you illicitly say it or not, you know, which kind of makes, you know, your content a little bit better too, obviously from my perspective.
2: Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta say stuff. Otherwise it just gets boring to watch.
1: Well, too. Yeah. But <laughs> you actually like had like a profound, <laughs> you know, message in
2: there and I was like, yeah, not,
0: he's right. It's I, one of those, uh, the more, you know, moments. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I can't, I can't even justify what, like it's, the stuff I would see—you swore somebody printed it off a computer. Yeah. Digitally remastered it, and in the end, it was a piece of like sheet and, and a little pen that they stole from like the galley. Yeah. And then, like, uh, yeah, what they can, what what they did was, yeah, I don't know. It was profound. Else. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere like the Art Institute, or you go to any sort of art college, and you look at their gallery, and you see what they have, and some of the stuff's impressive, you know. And then, but when I, you know, when I went to go, because I was going to go be an animator. That was like my thing. When oh, nice! Was like you got to college, you got to go to college. So it was, it was more money than it than it was worth. And then they were gonna, they, would it, it turned me off because they said I'd have to go to California and just grind there, and I'd already had a. So I said no, Ugh. I'm doing that. So that's why I wasn't there. But when, when you were there, they get to, sh- they kind of show off their gallery of like their, their, I guess what you would say, their um, prized, yeah, prized fame projects from their student, from their top students. And mm-hmm. I was looking at this, like you know, that's pretty good, but that's not hard. I can beat that
0: yeah <laughs> i know all too well
2: yeah so maybe it's a little it's a little cocky to say that but I, I truly did feel i was like i own this place and then i never went but then or then when i go into pri- i went into, i went in you know in prison as a ceo and then they took you into cdc uh which is their criminal investigation unit or cic whatever it is yeah yeah pictures on there absolutely destroyed the art institute yeah <laughs> like, yeah
0: I, I i know too well with that too i went to uh College for a graphic design degree, and uh, a lot of the uh, artwork that was kind of portrayed and showed up constantly in our in the you know the hallways and different exhibits and stuff. And you look through it, and you're like, "Yeah, this is pretty decent." But I also know somebody that does like random street work, like down the block, like just like portraits on the sides of walls that like would absolutely blow this out of the water.
2: Yeah, it's the unspoken people. Yeah, so I, I guess it's finding a way to accentuate your talents. That's I, that's what it does for me, because uh, I was truly meant to create, and i be stuck in some office somewhere or that that either was what it was for me i i mean i i graduated from college i took in my profession but it was i was just stuck in the office and it was uh you know now now in like corporate or nonprofit jobs you kind of you're kind of metaphorically castrated yeah you can't be it's like a, it's like a risk and you and so that that has a lot of health that has a lot of effects on my health that did and the only other alternative to that was was like construction because i could go work construction
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know so it was either like get mentally exhausted from that job or get physically exhausted and eventually burn out from the construction job, which probably would have been a little more fun, but it, I mean, they worked it like a dog to be a laborer or to be any sort of, it's yeah. hard work like oh, all the time.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I, so, I work uh, in a mill. So, I mean, I, I understand. And I also worked in an office prior to that. And the mental tired is a completely different tired than a physical tired. And I don't think a lot of people understand that.
2: No, it's no, I, I worked actually on the off season when I was, when this was going where it was that. You know it dies in the winter because nobody cares about boats and they they all want to go hunting oh for sure uh so i had to make some extra income again yeah, even even in like the coolest time to work it was still terrible here oh i believe it i mean we
1: we live up here we don't even know what hot is compared to <laughs> you guys down there you know like up here you'd probably be in a sweatshirt right now
2: <laughs> yeah it was miserable so uh yeah i don't know what's this? <laughs> i'm just glad yeah i'm glad i found a i found a median so it's 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 a lot of work
1: i mean you guys have what two two shops now is that right?
2: We do have one. The one in Georgia just opened. Yeah. Uh, it's starting to get established, and we're trying to trying to get things going up there. So it's like a slow-moving process. It's kind of painful.
1: A lot of the stuff you guys do is, uh, for people that I guess don't know, you, you have a website that you sell stuff specifically for guys to trick out John Boats. You have the pre- cut decks for the bass raiders and the eight foot ones too like in the video that you made and you sell like prefabbed aluminum hatches door i think i think your exact slogan is if you can't find it on our website then like you're doing something wrong to, uh, not in those exact words but something <laughs> along those lines <laughs>
2: that was a slogan i had a long time ago for sure
1: yeah that was it yeah i mean it's yeah. it's, it's cool the stuff you guys put out like it's really cool actually
2: yeah thank you I, I think it's pretty cool too. <laughs> <laughs> I know it gives
0: people like me hope that aren't really mechanically inclined, but I'll find myself just kinda going down a rabbit hole watching like video after video after video of you guys, you know, working on these these boats and, and doing all this fabrication. And it just kinda, you know, gives me the, the little, hey, you know what, maybe I actually can do some of this stuff if I actually sat down and got the tools and decided to, you know, kinda put my mind to it.
2: Yeah, well you don't have to go terribly too intricate into it like how I do it. Like I have I have issues like these <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know most people are just pretty chill they want to hatch here and hatch there and then uh, most people just want a fishable boat you're not you're not stepping in water because of some because the main floor is full of water from yeah. whatever because there's a leaky rivet or there's you know I don't know something a wave hit went over so you're not stepping in water and you're not stepping on your gear there's a fishable front deck you're not standing in a bench seat and you you know, you're about to die at any moment. Like those little, those little things are very easy for, I think anybody with even meager mechanical inclination to to get over, you know? So it's just, uh, I mean, yeah, most people are just kind of simply, basically simply done doing it, going, getting some bunk carpet from Lowe's, wrapping the deck, doing their thing. They get, they get pretty far. I mean, there's
1: And that's how you start though. That's, that's, you know, taking that first little, tumble down the rabbit hole you know building that confidence because i mean i think a lot of people are more nervous about putting holes in a boat or like really cutting into something
2: yeah it's very nerving to put a hole in the boat just- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine
1: i mean mounting a transducer on my buddy's boat i remember him and i were like sitting there like sweating fucking bullets and we didn't even drill a hole yet you know <laughs> oh yeah
2: you just get a stern pad just frame tape a stern pad right on that yeah you drill- yeah
1: no nah, it's it's awesome. I mean, your what boat was it? I was just watching the video on you, the one that you had on your double decker trailer, the the black one. It's one of your older ones, I think. Oh, the Yak. Yeah. yeah, the the one uh, you were taking it out to try it, and you didn't have your lithium batteries in it. You had to use heavier batteries, and you're like, I'm kind of over the weight limit. And then, like, literally five seconds in, like the whole back corner went underwater. And I was watching the video. I was like, Oh shit! <laughs> you're like, This isn't a big deal at all. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh no! I had three bilge pumps in that boat. Well, there, so that boat was overweight by a lot because I mean <laughs> the batteries are the heaviest you can stick in there. So maybe when I stuck in there, the boat was overweight, and then I was also overweight. Yeah. At that time, which I had fixed since then. So actually, that boat fish is really good. I, I put lithium batteries in it, and then I, you know, I lost a lot, a little bit of weight, got my health together, and I can fish on that thing really well. Like I don't. I see it, on, it, dying, it looked but, like
1: it handled really nice. I mean, it, it's a. It, it is. i mean it's a tiny boat that's, you know <laughs> the kind of the the whole whole vibe it, it just kind of showed like how over engineered you made it because i remember your, your exact words were, this thing is unfucking sinkable you know and you're like this isn't a big deal at all meanwhile i would have been like shitting bricks at that point
2: <laughs> yeah but it was that wasn't good let it over like that but, yeah so, well i mean it
1: was a good yeah. test to really show like yeah dude this thing ain't going nowhere it's 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 good to go and that that's cool too in that regard too
2: yeah i'm gonna keep that boat forever it's it's the same size i got that i got that uh kayak it's a 12.5 inch kayak and i have that boat and it, they're they're right on top of each other They're the same size and the, and you know that little job boat will stow 14 rods and some 20 something tackle trays and, yeah that's insane
1: you've had that one for a while that's one of your earlier builds isn't it uh no that's like probably is it recent i can't remember my now.
2: that's one yeah the, the earlier ones that one i had to like i couldn't i couldn't finish that one i i I specifically took it to wage a metaphorical war against the kayaks. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Perfect. Well, because it's the same thing with, it's kind of the same thing with like the bass boats where, you know, the John boat to bass boat movement, which is way before I was, that was like, that's what it was called before. They were called tiny boats or people started using our stuff. It was John boat to bass boat. That was the initial cold movement against bass boats. Um, But it was just really unorganized until we came and organized it. But then, then I, like it was the kayaks. It was these 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 mega yaks that were like I don't again again back I don't know if we we got to but it back. There past a certain point like like maybe like the Hobie Outback or I don't know the the Feel Free Lure. Yeah. You know like right there that's like the apex of portability versus fishability. And then after
1: well that's when Iconelli really he kind of forged the kayak movement. You know Mike with the Hobies.
2: Yeah. Well they're not that much more fishable I don't think. No. Like how much. How much more fishable is like this like the Pro Angler versus what the Outback? I think the Outback actually be the Pro Angler and and uh like overall best fishing kayak. I think it'd be it.
0: Yeah, I mean they're they're pretty close. like once again, like these old towns, like as nice as they are, like what you're talking about, they are a little bit too much overkill. Like it, it takes more time than I'd like to discuss to like get from trailer to in the water, especially if I have to put it on like one of those little yak rollers to be able to get it from one place to another and god forbid it falls off it's going to take me an extra 10 minutes just to get it back on the wheels because they are just absolute just monsters yeah. when it comes to weight
2: yeah so that i mean at that point in time if you're gonna you're gonna go through all that hassle and pay all that money you could just get a boat <laughs> well the exact same money you could uh you could make something that would just blow that away
1: oh yeah and it would be oh, yours to you yeah. make it your own. And that's why every
0: time we watch your videos, I go, and then I look outside and see this giant orange kayak in the yard. And I'm like, God, I
2: need a tiny boat. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. If you, you built, if you build a yeah. Killer. Good stuff. Yeah. you
1: Oh yeah. If you roll up to something like that, like, especially like one that's like as well put together as yours and you roll up and that people are like, especially around here, they'll be like, what the <laughs> fuck is that? <laughs> that is awesome. You know? And that's like, when I watch yours, like, man, that thing's so fucking cool. Yeah <laughs>
2: Yeah, on the, on the uh, when I when I released that Palm Prowler video because that thing actually performed exceptionally well. I didn't expect it. I mean that that one that one was a sore subject. Um,
1: yeah, you were I kind of it against was, it. You did it like out of spite, didn't you?
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, because it was well for one because the audience wanted it to do, to be done. Yeah. And uh, I had this thing against plastic,
1: so uh, but yeah, you definitely referenced that a few times if
2: <laughs> I remember right. And and then also so when I did go to do it, I drove down like three hours to another city to go get it for this screaming price, but it was an eight footer. And I thought it was 10 footer, but the guy took like the wide angle picture. Yeah. So it looked like it was 10 feet, but it was not 10 feet. (laughs) So there was that. I was pretty upset about that. And so I, it sat in my backyard for a few months. And then I, then I was just like, you know what? I got to do it. But you could, I mean, that's, that's easy. I got it done in a week.
1: Yeah, you had it out with. uh, I think it was. I forget who you were out there with, but you had your Yak Killer out there and kind of going back and forth with it. And I was like, "Yeah, that thing is." I was like, blown away how well it actually like. I was like, dude, this thing's gonna fucking be, you know, an inch away from being underwater, and it didn't look like it was at all.
2: Listen, not even two people on it. I mean, those are two smaller people. That that that's probably appropriate. But even when I was on there, it didn't. It was just very front heavy. Yeah, it didn't have back displacement. But really on speed one of, of the little trolling, the little Minn Kota Endura, that was a little 30-pound, 30, 30 the cheapest one you could get when uh-huh. I bought one. Yeah. You know, and I, I flipped the motorhead. Oh, no, it was a 55-pound knockoff trolling motor, and I flipped the motorhead to make it a trans, I mean, from a transom to a bow mount. It kind of converted. You know, yeah. If you just flip the motorhead, you can switch it around so you can make it go forward instead of yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And on speed one, it was almost too much. Really? It was trolling into the wind really well. Yeah, and then what's funny is we were out there – and we were out there in that lake, and that was an electric only lake, mm-hmm. way in the mountain, up here in Smug Williams in Arizona. And there we, and then there was a bunch of kayakers that would get out there, and they would just get on by the wind, and in ten minutes they would leave. Yeah. We would watch them because we were out there, they're spot <laughs> locked, and or just kind of moving around the trolling motors and just killing it. And That's awesome. These guys would get out there, and they would like circle around, and then they would just
0: they would just leave. <laughs> it's, it's like just long- watch them <laughs> slink away in defeat. That's awesome. I-
2: we're doing, it. I mean, it's a long, it's a long drive. It's not like a short drive. Yeah. There's like an hour to get out there and down a dirt road for 30 minutes. And then they just got there and left. So yeah. I, I felt bad. And it was that, I think it was just that turning. Like you're, you're really relying on that rudder mm-hmm. plus mm-hmm. the front, plus the front drive it just doesn't do good in the wind. Yeah. And then, I mean, yeah. So I just, we didn't have that problem It's probably where the old town would have came in great for them.
1: Have you done a 10 footer since then? Cause I know you offer the 10 foot Bass Raider pre-cut deck on your website have you built one of those since or has it just been the eight footer
2: it is sitting in my backyard i went and bought one nice i I was in Vegas at a bass pro
1: are we Uh, gonna see a video on that sometime soon
2: yeah i plan to to do like five boats in the next by fall by october really now we're talking that's very ambitious but at least
1: set a goal though
2: well they're gonna be basic a lot of people complain that my stuff has gotten too complicated and
1: undoable
2: average person And
1: so, I mean, after watching the Pontini to the average, (laughs) average, you know, knucklehead, I I can understand it in some, some ways, you know, all these people (laughs) that
0: are complaining are just those people that left in the kayaks. You don't have to worry about them.
2: No, no, I want to, I want to put together some simpler, uh, because most people are not doing what I do. Uh, there's only a certain amount of people that most people are trying to, they're converting their, their decks, their subfloors, and their decks with wood, and they're putting a hatch here and there. Yeah. And they're either, they're either turfing or carpeting it and they're going on and they're happy with it. And so I want to focus on some, maybe some more of those, because well, for one, I'm going to put out this rental fleet because I would think be that's really cool. Actually. Yeah. For one, I have to, you know, in the winter time, like our stuff just dies. Yeah. Like stop showing our stuff. Like, and so I got to, you know, other ways of soft income. So we're trying to, we're trying to make that. And so, but well, I'm not going to make an extravagant boat, you know, because it's for somebody we rent it to, to go crash into a
1: rock. Oh, for sure. That's a really interesting idea though.
2: Yeah, they're going to be they're going to be basic. So we're going to be building them. We're going to be build, we're going to build them right, but they're not going to be too terribly advanced.
1: Yeah, so if they do sink, I guess that's not the <laughs> as big yeah. of a loss.
2: Yeah, they're going to be built to last, built for abuse and built built to get around some of the problems that, that we've noticed when we ripped apart our boats and then so that will so between that and those, and then I would like to start building maybe like mini teardrop trailers or something i would would like to do something
1: those are really 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 me and my wife have actually been looking at those off and on and that's that's an again another movement kind of in the same vein is the little campers and some of those are freaking badass that uh lead dog motorsports i think they're out west
2: i'm late to that game though there's a few out there that are just destroying it yeah they're who knows if i'll ever be oh they're very cool but i would like to to take my run at one uh maybe in the winter time i'll definitely take my run at one because as things get more expensive and it's diesel gets more expensive and I've probably been outside the truck and I don't know if death fluid stops existing <laughs> all the and at that point in time, I'm just going to build my own and, and figure that out. But yeah, I like, I like camping a lot.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, we're an outdoors group in general. So, I mean, it's not just fishing. I mean, we all, you know, get in with that. I mean, when we go hunting out of state, you know, we're really camping out most of the time when we go that's camping the way it it really is. Honestly. I mean, it's, that's the American, the, you know, the old American dream, you know, red blooded Americans going camping and fishing. And you know, that whole vibe right there is kind of, you know, encompassed into tiny boats and little campers as far as I'm concerned.
2: (laughs) Yes. I would, I definitely do want to make one, if anything, just, just to have a second one with no payments, not 15 years of payments. (laughs) Like it really
1: sucks. One thing the you whole... did, mentioned about the gas prices too, and uh, the electric outboard you guys put on that pontoon, do you think that that's kind of going to be the push now, especially with like electric cars kind of taking over, not taking over, but like being more prevalent? Do you think we're going to see more electric outboards in our day?
2: Oh well, yeah, well they're definitely going to try and squeeze slowly. I mean, that's how they do it, they constrict you. Oh yeah. You know, they're going to constrict and constrict and they're just gonna make it very unpleasant for you to own anything that's gas, and so you'll just naturally switch over to electric where it seems so bad. At that point in time a lot of people will. But uh I mean right as far as right now, there is only a few well, there's really only one one or two motors where if you get it and it's electric, it actually is it actually is a very very comparable equivalent to its gas equivalent. But right now, like you know, like the portable outboards, like two two point five to six horse. Yeah. Like, yeah, like that little range,
1: Suzuki's or The I think Mercury makes one too, a little two and a half. Yeah,
2: Yeah. I mean they all make their little portable. I call them like level one, like their glorified lawnmower engines.
3: Yeah,
2: (laughs) so like yeah, they're just loud. Yeah, yeah. So those the the electric outboards have caught up to those.
1: What is the I forget the the brand you guys put on the pontoon boat? They're kind of a a cult. Yeah, that thing. I believe you said it was the equivalent of a nine nine, right?
2: Yeah, that was equivalent of a nine nine, but and that is actually a very very torquey capable nine nine like but what makes it you'd have to really build a specific boat to get that thing to plane
1: i mean when you showed the video of the dude cranking on that thing i mean that little sucker was pushing some water like right now <laughs> I know. It, was, it looked pretty freaking wicked honestly
2: yeah one of them almost fell off it was like it was uh we didn't we didn't put that part in the video but <laughs> yeah it was the sheer on the torque and that was a free guy
1: oh yeah you guys had it loaded down for sure
2: yeah, it was loaded down to the max. It was overweight for sure. Plus the batteries. The batteries are 120 pounds
1: a piece, and there's two of them. Those things were like the size of like a computer. Top, each of them, at least, at
2: least. Yeah, that's where that's where I mean, you hear all these talks about lithium. I don't know what they call it, but there's supposed to be some more advanced lithiums that are going to be even lighter and more way more power. probably. If they get those going, then I would expect that lithium takes over like faster. But right now, there's just no way. Like those batteries are too heavy. And they're they're obscenely expensive, but but you go down to the little, the, the little three horse, the the spirit one mm-hmm. That thing that thing is an equivalent in size and in actual range, and the battery is not a million pounds. It, you know, you don't, it works like that, that. thing is actually like forty five pounds. You can throw in the back of your truck, like yeah, that's, a That's
1: a little more legit for sure, especially yeah. for something the size that you're dealing with. Normally, the size. you're
2: Yeah, that's what I have in my Yak Killer, and I wanted to make uh, there they have a little. Like a stern conversion, it's it's this weird thing. I want I want to try and convert one of those into a motor for the Dorado. I really don't want to get their the Feel Free Overdrive. So I want to make my own drive. Okay, that's like one thing I want to do. Who knows? That'll get done. It'll get done after I build my boat rental fleet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> as far as the pontoon is, is that project like wrapped up and you guys are just posting footage, or is that still an ongoing project?
2: No, I was going to do the unveil. Um, I'm actually going to finish it up today. Oh, nice. And, I mean, it's well, it has to go through. It has, there's people that, that really put in for that boat. So, like, it has to be seen so everybody's happy about it.
1: Oh, for sure. And, How many and, entrants, uh, roughly, did you
2: guys get in for that? Just out of curiosity. Well, There's like six or seven people, not including, I mean, there are six or seven sponsors. There was, there was E propulsion, there was amped outdoors, pro marine, um, flashlights donate came in real big. I mean, that's awesome for, you
1: know, a YouTube channel plash, to get guys thrown out like that or thrown yeah, out. That was,
2: I'm yeah. I'm very glad that they that they all came in and stepped in and did those things. That was that was super epic. I was pretty happy with the with the turnout because because I mean having having companies find value and you end up in your brand to do that is like hard to do. Oh, I'm yeah. to
1: I, I mean you got a whole freaking boat. You know that's that's pretty legit in my book. You know if someone's giving you a freaking whole boat,
2: <laughs> Pontini definitely sponsor. Yeah, that was a that was a big thing. There, that thing's pretty red. That listen
1: their their site. I went and checked out their stuff. I mean, even outside of what you guys did to the one you have, and they make some really cool shit. I mean, it's three three different sizes, but you can get them, you know, to your taste. You know, as far as like what they are capable of.
2: Yeah, you know, it's I don't know. I, I, we thought that it would be a really good. That that was the real thing. A lot of people ask for a uh, like a family friendly fishing boat that's yeah. tiny, a family friendly like you know ski and fish tiny boat or, you know, yeah, that kind it. of boat.
1: That's it right there to the T
2: that is it that that's the only one we've ever been able to produce. Otherwise you got to make it only for fishing or only it's are going to be for fishing or it's going to be super gutted and family friendly and very fishable. But that thing, uh, yeah. I mean, I mean when we show you the end reveal probably here in this right, next week, yeah, two of us are just standing in the very front. That's like the one the most-
1: clip that kind of showed up in the first couple. It's only there for a second with the gate yeah, the, yeah. Or off on the front. And I'm like, dude, that's it right there. Two people in the front. That's the shit right there running a bank
2: it was the shit you're correct yeah (laughs) (laughs) like because i mean
1: you don't have that on a a, even a a regular bass but like if you went and got you know an eighty thousand dollar skeeter you know fishing in the front of that you know it kind of comes to the point it's kind of you are correct that right there i saw that i was like dude that would be the fucking bomb right there like to the t (laughs) yeah
2: i can't even explain it enough you hit it you hit it like 110 percent on the dot like no you can't
1: like when I saw it, it was like the Leonardo DiCaprio like, clip from uh, Wolf of Wall Street. He's like, like oh, there's me. Like I saw it. I was like, oh, 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 that's it right there, man. That's that's what everybody's after right there.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, what was cooler, though, is if while well, two people are up there fishing and you take the, the the front rails off, that back is actually really comfortable.
1: Yeah, because it has a little couch back there, the little wraparound seats.
2: Yeah. If you're taking the old lady, you know, she's always like, I'm hot. I have to pee. You know, she yeah. really <laughs> just wasn't. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You Put her on that boat with you know with the with the bimini top on and a cooler there, she's not going to complain. It was really comfortable,
1: hell no! No, and it'd probably be way more stable, too. Obviously, smooth pontoon boat, you know, yeah.
2: it, it was it was uh, it was like shocking. It, it, had we not weighted overweighted it down with uh, you know, 240 pounds of batteries back there, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it though. That's like. The Mad Scientist stuff is cool. I love that. Like The over-the-top shit, I love it.
2: Yeah, we got a third pontoon for it to stretch, to stretch it out. Um, I, I, but, you uh, did
1: mention that in the one after you were test driving because you said it was riding so low.
2: Yeah, that's why it's not giving away right yet. <laughs> <That's>
1: <laughs> did that make a big difference? Like, Did you notice a difference with the third pontoon on it?
2: Uh, we um, got to go down to install it. So oh, we're okay, gonna- so it
1: hasn't even happened. Okay, I got gotcha. you.
2: Well, sometime at the end of next month, we're going to get down and, and get down, and we'll probably do it out of Georgia because, you know, we're trying to bring more more uh, publicity to, to our Georgia location because we've done x amount of things out of the Midwest. Everybody knows, you know, there's 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 our main shop, and then there's two big affiliates that we work with out of the Midwest. So, so we're, our next our next one will probably drag it. We'll drag it down to Georgia to Oxford. Yeah, that's and do it out. out going to be cool. there, in the lab. Yeah, there's some few things. I gotta travel. I hate traveling. But... <laughs>
1: That's hilarious. The last the last guy we just had on, I mean, he's up in La Crosse, Michigan right now covering Bass Elite, and he was talking about being on the road, you know, all his time. And I think it's it's a mindset you got to get into.
2: That's miserable. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs>
1: you are the opposite end of that spectrum.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't phone I can't phone be on it. I hope that guy gets compensated well.
1: I, I, I think he's doing Yeah, he's, he's, he's doing all right. right. <laughs> You'll have to tune in for that one. <laughs>
2: Pretty much I dedicate your whole life to these people, like film them and then edit them pretty soon it's like a whole oh my god That's like, yeah. I, oh, like yeah. being a truck driver it's like your whole life <laughs> yeah, like, I but then
1: it. documenting it and you know editing video and being a pr guy and being a social media guy on top of that
2: you know yeah exactly and, and there's some of these youtubers that you know that are either really big like the googans and they got their own yeah got, they got their own like uh people that record and edit and then those are like daily bloggers or you know or two or three times a week people i'm like man that guy's got to live with that guy like i don't <laughs>
1: No, but I mean, they kind of, and that's the other thing, like our YouTube channel, we've been at it for seven years and we just uh, kind of started the podcast here. This is kind of a recent thing, the last like two and a half years or so. And it's a it's a grind even for, you know, like no names like us that, you know, have had a YouTube channel for seven years. It's like keeping regular content, you know, what do people actually want to watch? Like, you know, and but that we're still, you know, proud of Putting out there, you know, that we're still into, and it's genuine, and it's like it's really hard to find a that mix and b to kind of get traction. To be honest with you,
2: yeah, I'd like to do a podcast one day if I ever had time for it. Without, I always thought podcasts are pretty cool. We're just the closest thing we ever get to podcast is having like live feeds on YouTube. Yeah, we haven't done with
1: it. Yeah, those are cool. Those are cool too. I mean, it's kind of the like you said, it's close to it, you know, for sure. But that's the thing: you have a YouTube audience that you know you have a following that's tuning into that, which is cool, you know, especially too, for them, you know, fans of you, like, you know, me and Sabella here that like, Oh, what are these guys up to? Let me see. You know, like that's cool. And that's, you know, an awesome, another, I guess, level to the whole thing to, you know, not promote yourself, but to, you know, keep the brand going, I guess.
2: Oh yeah. That's, we have to do more of them. We're just gonna, we're gonna just do more.
1: Yeah, for sure. But that's the kind of falls into it. It's like, Oh man, I have to like, you know, if you don't have that constant engagement, it's like you kind of, you kind of lose it, you know, when you fall down the algorithm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think I've, I've, I've fallen off a whole toll of two times where I missed the video for that week and it really does profoundly affect the whole, the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. It's so, crazy, uh, and it's not great, but now they have those shorts and they're pushing those shorts a lot.
1: That's what everybody is now. Yeah. it's because of freaking TikTok. And so
2: That's a way to kind of keep your channel active without having to produce a fully edited and nice video. So that's, Yeah that's another rabbit hole to talk about but we, yeah that has yeah, been a yeah, new that,
1: phenomenon people filming portrait instead of landscape now you know it's like <laughs> coming full circle
2: <laughs> yeah, a hero with that but it's all oh, kind of yeah. like that yeah but you know things change and now everybody can film and edit and like like entry little edit with their own stuff on tiktok and i think youtube well, no youtube's not as, as established as the tiktok still but you know the instagram r- 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 They're they're a good way to blow up you got like little clips here oh yeah you can just oh, one, yeah you can
1: take one one, of those one press like of the button that's on out, there
2: yeah one of them will get 15 million views out of nowhere it's just you don't you don't even understand why why did it get so many
1: what was like the video that kind of really like you like logged on to your creator page and you're like oh shit where did this come from like when when did that happen
2: i had converted a carolina skiff to a vast boat okay uh that was like one of my first videos and um that one actually got a lot of, that was like my first contribution to the John Boat to bass boat realm where I converted a Carolina skip to do that. And, and, uh, people really liked that. I got a lot of likes and then it was that kind of, that was kind of the, the moment where I, like I found something. Yeah. And then, so then I kind of wanted to build more and then I was obsessed with, and I was obsessed with storage and then I kind of, I came obsessed with max efficiency. Yeah. Cause I, I, I see a lot of these people, they built their boats and they were just, they were everywhere. Yeah. And then you could tell us they were focused more on, like, they were really OCD. Like, all the hatches had to be perfectly symmetrical. Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't necessarily very efficient. And then there, I had people attacking a lot about wood. And then so we went into aluminum. And then I found out that aluminum was not... You can actually make it heavier than any in any wood framing deck if you do it wrong. And then we had to go through that. Then I was just obsessed kind of with max efficiency layouts. That's kind of, If there's anything, really, I, I have to dedicate that I, I would say that where my stuff completely takes over everything else out there because there have been obviously way more now Yeah, is that it's still, it's, it's still like the the maxi, max max efficiency layout, Like they'll come out of the hole faster. I mean, they'll play with lower horsepower and they're really hard to sink.
1: If there was some, like if there's a 20 a year old kid listening to us right now and he found a $300 12 foot John boat on Craigslist right now. And he's like, you know what? Those are cool. I really want to do it. What would you say to them would be like, where
2: would they start with something like that? You know, obviously limited limited money and time. Limited money and time. Well, you have you either have to have more time than money, or money than time. Like,
1: <laughs> well, it's just like you said with the crackhead earlier. You know, <laughs>
2: <The> crackhead. <head. laughs> Full circle to crackhead. Back to drugs. <laughs> fishing, you know, fishing, yeah, yeah. whatever. You know, tomato, tomato. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would tell them that we have this awesome kit that'll make that boat better than any kayak out there, and you should. So I like,
1: oh, Shameless plug,
2: I, That's
0: go. fine, I love it. You've sold me already. That's, the, the kayak might be getting split in half and sent in different locations to come after one of your guys' boats.
2: Yeah, that's fine. No, we, uh, yeah, I, I'm actually going to template out my, my, my deck kids. to have that boat out of the toy hauler. And then we can actually just laser fit boats and to the frame. Yeah, I
1: saw you guys were doing that with the decking. You said you guys have a 3D scanner to do the, I forget the the brand of the decking you guys were using specifically. Yeah,
2: it was Orthodec, and then yeah. we have some other. We have some other people that we use that are really good too but they're they're pretty high demand so we're trying to find more vendors. We're actually trying to just cut turf ourselves and eliminate some of these middlemen but it's it's really hard to actually move. Like once you once you reach a certain level you really do kind of peak without investors. Yeah. And yeah. so we're we're kind of right there where it's uh where we have to deal with more people than that side is bit this get a little messy.
1: Yeah, I like, can imagine for sure. Yeah. I,
2: I really just like the the lead marketing promotion and media side. That's <laughs> you've yeah. been you've been God killing it, great. my guy. Let me just tell you've you, you've been absolutely smashing so- <laughs> it.
0: Anytime a new video or anything posts, one of us is sending the other one the link
1: to it and going, "Did
0: you, did you see what they're doing over there? It's yeah. just unbelievable."
1: Yeah, he just sent like early, yesterday. I think it was because we were talking about you coming on, and he, he's like, did you see the trailer he just posted?" I was like, God.
2: <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah, no, it's that's there." I mean, that now, yeah, that trailer was actually much harder. It defeated me last night. Like I <laughs> defeated. I love it. I got, well, it's, it's too hot to build anything. Like right now, it's like 112 out there. Yeah. Right. So I'm, gonna,
1: yeah, fuck that. I'm out already. You've yeah, already you've, lost you've me. Us. We're done.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm not going
2: to go out there right now. So later on when it's, when there's like a cast of shade, I'll go out there and, then I'll have to deal with it. But yeah, yesterday, I don't know. I burned through two spools of wire already to, to build it. And Jeez. I got to get in. The third yeah. It's, it's a lot. I mean, you think? You I guess yeah. You're your
1: covering car. a lot of linear feet there for sure.
2: Yeah, there's a lot of yeah uh, of like tube. you know
1: getting wire to where you need it for sure.
2: There's definitely hundred feet. Oh, not I'm ta- oh, I'm talking about welding wire, not accident. oh
1: well that too yeah.
2: Wire, but uh yeah, well, I have to get that too. Yeah, I'm not even on there. I'm still trying <laughs> to. Spray.
1: Oh, sorry to already ruin tomorrow for you, buddy.
2: <laughs> no, it's no. You would think it's not that much compared to building, but that's what I told myself. It can't be that hard. It's just a trailer. It's just a bunch of tubes welded together with yeah. stupid axe. No, it's. It's killing me. <laughs> but, <laughs> problems
0: on this podcast here we love to hear the mental defeat of uh, guests that come on just to make sure that we feel just as human when it happens to us.
1: Oh, I mean me growing up in a wood shop and you know doing construction and building things like I've I've had the throw the saws all out the window, smash the drill <laughs> off the ground, throw the wrench wherever middle finger while you're walking out the door moment for sure. sure. Like I I relate to that on a biblical level.
2: You got to watch it out here if you do that. Because if I get mad and I like throw a wrench, right? And like one of my neighbors are freaked out, like if they're offended that I threw it, they can call the cops on me. Yeah. And then if, <laughs> if you throw a wrench and it hits the ground, and the state of Arizona becomes the victim. What? So the state of Arizona can press charges against you. Hold children. on a second. What?
0: Hold on a second. We have to rewind real quick here and talk about what you just said. Can you uh, can you clarify that once again for us here?
2: If you get mad and you like start cussing and you throw a wrench, right? Because, I don't know, you couldn't get the oil can the oil oil filter off your car whatever spark plugs throw it and somebody reports you throwing something at the ground then the state of Arizona, you can get arrested because the state of arizona what (laughs) you you hit you hit you technically hit the state of arizona when you threw it (laughs) i'm gonna gonna
1: need to have a drink after hearing what i just heard (laughs) that is insane
2: they used to get that like for for people for dv i used to i used to be a social worker and then people would come and see me for the stupidest crap wow have to do domestic violence classes and anger management classes (laughs) and they're like this is why i'm here
1: (laughs) oh Oh my god that's insane
2: yeah that was very bad i didn't think i I thought
1: arizona was kind of a you know freer ish state than most you know on that half of the the country here but that's
2: pretty radical is and and, then some some things they got going on it's not (laughs)
1: I've never heard anything like that before. I guess learn something every day. I'd be nervous to shovel a hole in my yard. Me, personally, I should probably stay out of the state of Arizona. Yeah, we got to definitely
0: bar you from crossing state lines. (laughs) I should not go to Arizona. There will be warrants.
2: (laughs) I just won't be allowed back. Yeah, down here, it's like, come on vacation, leave on probation. It's like a big thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's like like a saying.
0: Yeah, I'm
1: definitely (laughs) not coming to Arizona. I still
2: love you they oh, love you down here.
1: oh my god that's that's pretty i i don't even know what to say to that that's yeah. pretty wild yeah so no no temper tantrums in arizona no. is the more clearly no, not, at least not an open view of public
2: yeah or have a lot of money to get yourself out of it yeah they i like guess money. that's
1: anywhere to be honest with you but yeah yep there it is so what other after that that segue uh <laughs>
0: yeah let's get away from that topic as quick as we can
1: the other videos you have slated here other than the 10 foot bass raider what what else do we have coming up i mean the reveal video for the pontini too but yes what, what other mad scientist stuff
2: do you have cooking up oh well there is that 10 foot pond crawler then there's the budget build which everybody really liked so i'm finishing that people i put a poll and they want that thing done first for the crawler. so after i get this because i have too many things going on like it sounds like it so part part of the uh the reason I'm doing this a trailer is to make it more efficient. So so that trailer is specifically gonna fit in my toy hauler. So with with they with with both boats in there. So I and so I specifically made a trailer that'll fit in there. And once that fits in there, I mean that's like that's like my mobile my mobile storage unit. Yeah. So it kinda works. Complained about the payment, but really if I wasn't paying three hundred something, whatever for that, I'd have to pay three hundred to a storage unit down here. Yeah. And then not even own the unit. So Yeah, that's true. It's a it's a double edged sword, but it really that it's it's a so once I get that out of there, I'll, my garage will be freed. Then I'll I'll finish the budget build, and it's supposed to be simplistic. Also, it's a simplistic, um, and then once that's done, that's that that budget build is going to be part of my rental fleet. And um, I'll between that and the bass raider, the bass raider and the rental fleet, like cranking out. I want to crank out like five boats. That's going to be awesome. What what is the
1: uh, the budget build going to be based on? Like what what uh what
3: canvas are you starting with? So just, I've got a big trip coming up. And there's always something that winds up left in the trash bin at home while we're on vacation now i have a Lomi, and it's changed the way i think about my food waste Lomi transforms my garbage into gold at the push of a button Lomi is a countertop electric composter that turns food scraps into dirt in under four hours i love composting plus it's made cooking at home even more fun there's no food rotting in my garbage and smelling up the kitchen Thanks to Lomi, I only have to take the trash out once a week and it's a hassle-free, mess-free experience with no more leaking bags. I turn my waste into nutrient-rich dirt that I can feed to my plants, lawn, or garden. That means it's not going into landfills and producing methane gas. All my food scraps, plant clippings, and even those leftovers I forgot in the back of the fridge go back into my garden, helping me grow more nutritious food right in my backyard. It feels great to know that I'm creating soil instead of waste. Whether you want to start making a positive environmental impact or just grow a beautiful garden, Lomi is perfect for you. Head to Lomi.com forward slash Waypoint and use the promo code Waypoint to get $50 off your Lomi. That's $50 off when you head to Lomi.com slash Waypoint and use the promo code Waypoint at checkout.
2: Well, it's, it's, it mainly is wood. Still, People still have this bias toward wood as being easier Um, and at this point in time though, it is the cheaper thing. Yes. As people wanted a budget build and they were like, can you do it for a grand? And before you could do it for a grand. Yeah. Now you can't, but, but you could. So now I, I guess what we're trying to do, I would say that an easier build that, that most people would like to do that they could, they could have time would, would be, you can do wood decks if they're static and you can do wood sub if it's static. If you preserve it right, it'll last a very long time. No matter what climate you're in, you just got it. Yeah. And then, um, you can, you know, just like I do with that, that pond crawler, you can route the depth of, of one of our aluminum hatches and just drop it in. And then you have like a hatch that'll last forever pretty much.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's definitely the beauty of what you guys have to offer too, is you can't just get on. Say, I need a, whatever size you offer this size right here. Cool. And then it'll be there and you got to worry about it either too. Then.
2: Yeah. That th- I think that's our biggest contribution to the world there. Like, cause before that, there, there was those plastic oh, yeah. hatches. Oh, they, they were terrible. They'd warp There's in the sun. so much money. They were like twice as much money as our hatches <laughs> <laughs> and they so bad oh. and uh, and so you know I think people are people are looking at it. most people just will get a nice hatch drop it in the deck and then once you carpet or turf over that you can't tell that it's wood and then you you know most of those are like that most professional boats like that are on, on the economy level or even even on the higher end level you'll find wood decks still to this day wrapped in vinyl or yeah. wrapped in carpet it's, it's a static decking it's all marine gray plywood
1: there was a video I think of your smoker craft uh deep v you were kind of talking about when you would put vinyl versus when you would put carpet and I think you were standing on your driveway it was like a really hot ass day and you're like this is why because you know the carpet's like kind of wicked but the aluminum underneath with I, I I can't remember if you had insulation underneath the lids and you're saying like hey this is going to keep my plastic baits from melting <laughs> underneath here the what yeah. what would you yeah. like recommend like as far as that's concerned like if you were worried about heat or like when you would use this versus when you would use
2: we've kind of just really gravitated toward eva foam almost completely yeah. um we've kind of kind of stayed away from wooden carpets um except for obviously for ter- terminal decking i still use wood because it works with my hatch systems that i made yeah. but um people that are using the drop-in hatches you know those sit flush with the frame almost like one eighth inch above the frame and then at the point in time people are just uh getting sheets of aluminum and cutting it around the hatch and so they have a full aluminum deck or if you're going to do do the more budget friendly route you would just do the whole boy deck and drop the hatch in okay. and route it out and then what was i talking about i lost oh that's fine we were talking about something
1: if what you would recommend like for decking like in certain situations like oh. when you would use carpet versus when you would use you know the actual eva decking
2: uh, carpet is just very tough like 20 ounce carpet is very tough I guess it's still the standard as far as toughness is tough if, if you get the foam carpet, like like the foam, 20, the twenty ounce or the twenty four ounce with the foam underneath, yeah, still the most durable stuff. Yeah, you know, it. That's most most higher end bass boats. They come with that but with the foam padded carpet. It's very nice. Like when it's like that.
1: So you would say like that is more durable than getting you know like a, a cut EVA foam deck.
2: Well, yeah, I mean it's it's foam. It's not very. It's not you know. It's, yeah, I guess that's some, true. Quite strong, and you'd be very surprised. But in the end of the day, it's it's plastic. Yeah, like it's, it's inflated plastic. That's what foam is. And so uh, you have to be more careful with it. It does get dirtier. It does clean pretty easy, but it does you know get dirty easy. Yeah. And but the benefits to it is, well, you can, you can custom, you can custom route it. I mean, yeah. you can custom route. It, but but you can get it custom done, or you can do it yourself, or a lot of people will just get the um, the 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 groove, the cut groove camo, or the or the line teak. Yeah, those look pretty cool yeah and put those on it. if you get the cut groove camo patterns uh specifically the camo not 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 like that that red or that blue or that green that really bright loud camo yeah you get like the actual camouflage like the duck camo or the gator camo yeah that's dirty nobody cares you get blown on that nobody cares
1: oh yeah. yeah i mean
2: it blends in with it and you can also hack and cut that stuff up and you can't ever see the seam lines unless you're looking for them like so you can it's a lot it's a lot more forgivable. So if somebody's really interested in getting EVA, i will tell them to get the camo, the camo EVA. Phone.
0: Some of those bright camos, I'll tell you what though. If I stare at it long enough, oh, yeah. I got to like grab the wall or hold onto a table because <laughs> I'm starting yeah. I'm starting to see the ceiling real quick.
2: Yeah, that white is serious. That white is legit. Oh We're yeah. Will blind you. And then, uh, but it's so it, it looks very cool. And if you have like colored LEDs, it the white the the snow cam will take color of any of the LEDs you use. Oh yeah, that'd be cool very good but but as far as heat dissipation it's it's second to none like the count the turf could be black and it still wouldn't be as hot as carpet yeah you can still walk on it you can walk on it barefoot all summer and i can't say that about carpet carpet does collect heat
1: yeah i have had some moments you try to take your shoes off on the deck and you're like i'm just gonna put those back on
2: (laughs) (laughs) and then you put radiant barrier sheeting underneath the panels to try and deflect a lot of the heat from soaking in and then obviously transferring down to like your baits or your bait compartments. And even then, I mean, it only took the edge off slightly. It did take, you could tell a difference between one that was not and one that was, but it was, it wasn't such a profound difference. Like the heat dissipation between EVA foam and carpet is very profound. Really? Yeah.
1: That's it's like, it's pretty crazy actually. The serious. And then,
2: but then carpet next to carpet, everything else below carpet sucks for heat dissipation. Very bad. The rubber matting, uh, the Marine vinyl doesn't dissipate heat at all. Not oh, yeah, at all. It's, it's,
1: I mean, it's, it's like the it's very compressed like sheet, and like isn't it? It's like kind of like almost like a rubber floor mat, right?
2: Yeah, it's it's well, it's like paper thin. Yeah, it's paper thin vinyl floor again. So it, I mean, so it, as far as uh, rinse being being somewhat cosmetically okay to look at, and then being rinse worthy, like you're catching a bunch of fish and cleaning it, and there's blood everywhere. Yeah, You just it off the hose, then it, that. Yeah,
1: but, then it's kind of nice then.
2: Yeah, it's it's nice for that, but you got to have some really good shoes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So you're saying go with carpet if you got the money for the all around.
2: Well, I mean, well, the thing with carpet, though, is a lot of people don't like the fact that it'll, it will mold and stink. Like and if that's it gets true, wet, too, if
1: you got to store it, yeah.
2: It doesn't actually uh, dry. It'll start stinking. And you have a lot of people, a lot of people actually give up and rip the carpet off, and you'll see them, like, right a line.
1: I have seen that, and it looks so ghetto. It is unbelievable.
2: <laughs> for, I've seen it four or three times um, here um where i'm at my buddy even he bought a boat and he, it did that like he had is this gray it's this is gray uh non-skid i yeah. don't know what it is it's painted on the deck. oh boy. they ripped off it off and painted non-skid on the deck and then he bought it and we've been talking trying to talk him about it you know to to get rid of that yeah yeah but he uh, so i mean in, in many situations i think carpet a lot of people in really drizzly like humid like, saturated climates don't like carpet. So kind of where we live,
1: more or less. I mean, we, we get pretty humid up here. Yeah.
2: We get very humid up here. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think in, they don't like it. in a lot of the colder, colder drizzly climate, I, I guess anywhere where you, where you have to worry about mold. Yeah. They don't like it. So it's, we don't have to worry about mold down here. Nothing lives there.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, you guys are, are you're pretty much in a desert, right? <laughs> yeah.
2: So carpet's great out here. And as long as you keep it garage. you don't let it die in the sun. But other than that, I think foam foam is probably the best overall performing
1: yeah you do put, i mean you put it on just about every build you have at this point that i've been i've been keeping up on
2: yeah it's 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 probably the best performing and well i do it because i like to i like to put a custom deck on it because those you can do it for a tenth the price yeah of what it costs essentially if you route if it yourself with like a you know you can go get a cheap router from Harbor freight they have a battery powered little bauer ones they're not you know the, those will route foam
1: Oh yeah. And I mean, so, again, you, you do some very, I mean, like we said earlier, I mean, a lot of the stuff you put on there, like you always say about putting a, a bump, like a built-in carved in uh tape bump board or, you know, whatever in your deck. And like, I think that's all very cool touches, you know, to the overall, you know, project, just like little sprinkles of, you know, your creativity here and there. And I think that's a really cool, you know, another layer to building one of these boats.
2: Yeah. That's, I mean, breaking the barrier between, like I don't want to get all like social worky or, <laughs> or roller, or I, want to, I, don't, I don't, like that whole thing. But yeah, but uh, you're in a safe space. It's okay. There is, a, there is, a, uh, there is. I mean, there's, there is a point where there is a barrier between people who have it and people who don't.
1: Uh, rather, yes, that I also so agree with.
2: I would say that uh, to you know to own a bass boat, you have to have a pretty serious amount of capital, or that is like your lifestyle. Yes, like a lot of free expendable income just to own one of those, and because it's like a thousand dollars. Back when money was cheap, everything that you had to do was like a thousand dollars. Park yeah. plugs, maintenance, like, oh, like yeah. a service motor, thousand dollars. A crack in the hall, thousand dollars. Yeah,
1: like, yeah. No, you're right. And I mean, if you're not using it more than you know, if you're only using it two, three times a season, then what's the point of having it, too?
2: Yeah. And so there, there it was. Because every single problem was a thousand dollars, right? Like At yeah. five problems, that's five thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then um. You know, at that point in time, you just got to have, a, you got to be very independently wealthy, making like, like over 100k a year to afford that stupid thing, like well over like 150 200, like I'd be in like top 4% of people or something or 2% of people to like really just have one of those and yeah, use it like a weekend warrior. Other than that, like you're on, you're on the tournament trail, right? And you're grinding.
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: Like you didn't buy a house, you bought a bass boat. And you're on. Yes, yeah, or it's one or you the other
1: have literally no other hobbies, and you eat ramen noodles four to five times a week. You know.
2: Yeah, and that's like yeah, they're spending all your money on the boat. Yeah. And on the rest of it's on tackle, and yep. so you know, hopefully got some sponsors to sub so, to you know subdue some of that, but which the and then I mean, Jack off like us obviously no. does not have. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so we so then, and then there's a small pool of people who just have used fast boats and they somehow make it work when they can. Yeah. Um. Where there's that pool of people, but it's, I mean, that's, that's a fleeting pool of people. But I mean, if, if you take that barrier away and also the, the custom decks like that, to have a custom ride, a deck, like, you know what you can do now, like you had to have a lot of money. It's like yeah. two to three, four grand, depending on how big the boat is and the bigger the boat, the more money. Yeah. And, uh, and you now if you can buy the turf for like two or 300, and go buy a router and it's like $400 versus four grand.
1: And you can have something that looks yeah. really legit too. If you do it right and take your time.
2: Yeah, exactly, and, there, and then there's that, and then there's obviously framing the compartments and building your own boats, and again, that's like, once you have, once you, once I mean, most people own a jump Boat, like, I don't know anybody making payments on a jump Boat,
1: no. so most people own a Boat. Like, we were just looking on Craigslist earlier just for shits and giggles, and I found one literally in 20 seconds for 300 bucks that's a half an hour away from us. You know, they're they're always there, you know, they might not be in the best shape, but they're always around.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, you can you can just outright own that, and you can give it bass boat qualities, pretty good ones. I mean, it's not going to go 60 miles an hour on pad. No,
1: no. <laughs> but not
2: gonna...
1: We're not also either fishing lakes
0: if like that If it is, either, you're too. in trouble if it's <laughs> going
1: that fast, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's not. you're not going to be able to go and not build a fast boat. I'm going to go and compete with all the other legitimate fast boats, and they're going to leave you in the dust, and you're going to get – you better have some tricks up your sleeve to, to... – yeah. A lot of them won't even let you in the club. It's like a thing. Like, they don't want to get owned by somebody in a John boat.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, nice. you are you are absolutely right about that because the one club that we're... Well, I don't know about if Sibelius is or not, but uh, the, I'm friendly with. There's a, a kid. He's maybe, I don't know, a couple years older than us. Say a kid. We're in our fucking 30s. But he has this little shitty Lund that he put a deck on, and it's a tiller drive with a freaking two-stroke Tahatsu. And that kid will... Outfish the hell out of everybody and there's dudes rolling in there you know with tritons with you know legit boats that you know can't even put their motor down in the lakes where and they have to go on their trolling motor around and he is just like fishing circles around these dudes and he like catches some like not intentional shade but catches some shade you know
2: oh let's get that guy remember i'll we'll sponsor him <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: hey I'll, I'll get his tell number for the, you i'll tell me he has
2: my it's, it's, it's a, such a cool boat
1: it's because it's so stupidly simple yeah. you know he, it's a it's an old deep v-lund that he freaking painted brown he put a goober deck on the front you know with just a you know just real simple and then he got like his little fish finder back by his motor and he just like goes to town just goes to business yeah
2: well, that's, i mean that that's right it, it is just that thing it is as simple as just a deck and a subfloor and yeah. a few hatches so you are not walking all over all your stuff
1: No, he don't even have hatches. I mean, he shows up to, like, legitimate tournaments with, like, you know, one little, like, Lansport freaking, or Jansport backpack that you saw (laughs) that he probably wore to school in 97, you know, with, like, a couple bags of tubes, and he goes out there and just, like, lays waste. (laughs) It's, 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 it's honestly, it's 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 comical, it's comical, the couple times I've seen it happen, because, I mean, I remember I I fished against him in a uh, co-angler tournament, and I can't even think of the dude's name, but he looks exactly like Edward Norton, which, just makes me laugh every time I see his picture. And I was like, "Dude, we killed it! Like, we got a we got a five fish limit. We're coming in, and this dude just freaking starts pulling out a hammer smallmouth. And we're like, First of all, where the hell did you even find smallmouth at on this lake? <laughs> you know? And we're like, Never mind, dude. Like, <laughs> we're packing it up.
2: <laughs> he, he's made it. He's made it to where. Yeah, some of these people I see, they they just dedicate to finding big fish because like they're really big fish we find that they just don't. They're not the normal places."
1: no and he's he's another one like you said that that's he didn't work for a couple years he lived with his uh his aunt or someone I forget he has like this crazy story that they they told me about him and he worked for I don't know if it was the fish and boat commission one of the two but he didn't like spend his money like he was just you know real frugal with his money bought this crazy little boat and he fished like every waking minute of every day and he like the lakes around here, he knows them probably better than a map at this point, you know. And he's that guy.
2: Well, I mean we got the intellect. I mean a lot of it yeah. is intellect. Oh yeah, for sure. Driving.
1: But it's, time it's, it's just hilarious when you see his little boat pull up and you're like, Oh man <laughs>
2: <laughs> Well, he's down there in Patagonia. Well and, and down downstate where I where I where I was born, you know, I still gotta go down there every once in a while. So downstate we went and fished we went and did like a, a anniversary thing for like our first year in. And we went down to to called Patagonia Lake, mm-hmm. and we were you know, the fishing was not great. We came we came at like a, a bad time, and also the in, in, increase of people to to the area. the The lake is seriously overcrowded. Like, yeah, like encroachment is not able to be called.
1: Oh, geez, that's Prochman. terrible. See, I, I, guess, I could never even do that. I have like no patience for that.
2: Not even a thing. Like so, so um, but we were there kind of. Fishing. we seen we seen these kids in a small little a small little aluminum b haul like a 13 and a half footer yeah and they beat 30 other boats no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got it for them beating them all like they it was a it was a decisive win they got big fish and they won no kidding wow cuz yeah there was a that was crazy to record that and get that um yeah was nuts.
1: That's, it's, it's funny when you, I mean, it, it makes you laugh. Like, you know, you spend all this time and all this money and you like come out with all this crazy stuff and this big game plan and you get beat by the goofy kids in a boat that they stole from their grandma's house. You know,
2: <laughs> yeah, they it they was like the most, it was definitely, uh, I need a boat now. Like it, Yeah. It's like, it was like the standard boat that you just rig out. Like you need to go fit you, you need to do it. it and like an igloo to cut the lid in half. Yes. And the life yes. Yeah. You know they had a deck in there. Was, they called I it, love the, it. The, the little hooker. I think that's what no. it
1: was. Oh god! Yes, these kids need like a T-shirt. The little hookers. It's never like a good day rascals. whenever you show
0: up for one of these tournaments and the kids from the Goonies come and just mop you up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. That I mean, like like I said, it just it, you got to just like stop and like laugh at it.
2: It is funny, yeah. But they uh, don't have a suit here. They got these tournaments, and uh, I think you have to have a steering console. Like, really that being it i think so so i've been a tiller guy for a minute and so i'm like my my both nicer than yours <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah really like
2: yeah that's like my boat, you guys you ain't gonna let you know i never i never really officially looked at the rules and i then i had i had a friend who was a really good fisherman here before he kind of flaked on me he was like and he was telling me about all the stuff you'd have to go through at attorneys all the all the backstabbing all the conniving trying yeah. to use because people are pissed that you won or yeah i mean you see uh, that up
1: here too which is very unfortunate, especially for amateur stuff. Like, did we work? We work a nine to five, and we come out here, and like, you're gonna, you know, take it that serious that you got to like, you know, do shady shit.
2: Yeah, it was, it was. I think it was the the Wednesday nighter. It wasn't even like an official because they have really big tournaments now. They have like two or three on the on the, and like the same time. Like, it's big enough to support it, but oh, you yeah. know, it's, but it's uh, but there there is some serious tournaments but like, the, but just like the weekend warrior one, that one, yeah, like that one, even that one even gets a little messy and i don't know it's its own little clique i never really have found a whole lot of value in tournament fishing but i've never gone for it or i would have bought a bass boat you know the beach
1: yeah i kind of was into it and it it just kind of like i'll do like the little goober club ones with like the the bass ballers as their names like if they called me to fish like i would definitely go fish with those dudes because Outside of that, I'm friends with, you know, several of them, you know, just from everyday life, not even just fishing, you know, but like, as far as like the local ones, I, I'm, I've just been very turned off by things I've seen, heard, witnessed, you know, experienced and it, I'm, I'm well, never, think I'm never going to go to that next level. So, you know what I mean? Like why put myself through that, you know, just getting annoyed, you know, I'm supposed to be out there having fun. This is what I like to do, you know?
2: Well, I think for a while it was, it was, uh, that was the idol. They were, I mean, tournament fishermen were idols forever. Oh, yeah. They were they portrayed. They, they, those are who, you know, kind of made the fishing scene. Like, if you had a bass boat and you were in a tournament, you were like the coolest person. Oh, without then, a doubt. And like, media, you know, independent media came out and he had all these little kids fishing farm ponds. And now, those, a group of them, <laughs> arguably, arguably have strong on the whole fishing industry, you know, like them.
1: They, it's terrifying to say that, but you, <laughs> I mean, they kind of came together like Voltron and did. I mean, because <laughs> before they were all their own thing. I mean, what, John B, Lunkers, and then what, like Fork Guy? Yeah. You know, they were all, you know, fairly successful on their own, obviously. But then when they came together and started, like, coming out with their own baits and stuff, it's like you said, they did kind of put everything in a chokehold, which is... It's cool and kind of crazy at the same time.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Some of the companies that used to be really prominent now make baits for them. So, I mean, it's... Yeah,
1: I mean, of they're with Bass Mafia. Bass Mafia is... I mean, they were like the, you know, upper echelon of, you know, tackle storage and stuff like that. And that seems like they almost exclusively sell their stuff now. Like they don't even sell like Bass Mafia branded stuff as much.
2: Yeah, they got, they definitely, so it's, a lot of that has changed the fact that it's okay to be kind of a normal that person who can't fish very well. but so, that, I mean, the accessibility so yeah. now with independent media and, in, you know, because before I used to, when I, when I was like, uh. When I was growing up I would watch Bill Dance and I would watch Roland Martin or, or oh, like yeah. William. You know, those are those are who you had to watch. And who were those guys all tournament fishing?
1: Yeah. I mean that's we said earlier, the earliest memory I have was because we all were, you know, football, basketball, and they had Mike Ecknelly on the freaking Sports Center top ten when he won the Bassmaster in O three or whatever, like going nuts on his deck of his boat. And I'm like, Hey, I catch bass. I go, I can be on Sports Center, you know, like that's
0: cool. If you were growing up and didn't watch Bill Dance smash that his too, knee yeah. over a hitch you just you weren't living life.
2: Yeah, that was that was back in the day with that fucking watch that I feel like if, I mean I feel like it went so lopsided. Like once independent media took hold, created a bunch of little factions, a bunch of there's a lot of, there's a lot of tribal factions where you you can miss entire people. Like actually Mike, like I, I didn't even know who he was. Yeah. Until like he approached one of my guys to do a podcast on us. That's and then he didn't awesome. even even know who i was he just thought we were a facebook group (laughs) (laughs) the margins you know that where you find out about people yeah and uh otherwise they can completely miss it all but there definitely isn't no one one true leader in anything anymore there's no there's actually there's the big bait game there's the tournament fishing game there's the the game
1: yep there there's the pawn guys yeah you're right it's it's very uh not clicky i guess Like he is definitely, but yeah, it's it's kind of crazy because I mean, social media. I mean, YouTube specifically for fishing has kind of been a a double-edged sword. (laughs) You know, same with like the music industry. People can say too is like they made it so anybody could do it. You know what I mean? It kind of took the
2: absolutely. It brought
1: the the upper tier a lot closer within reach to people like us. You know, which is kind of cool at the same time, but it also makes it a lot harder for you know people that have like a you know something like a a very good product that to you know really become visible to the masses
2: yeah self-marketing is a thing like you got to kind of be your own solopreneur to self-market something unless you're going to have somebody question for you
1: yeah i mean you got to be in people's faces about it and and that's like how we said earlier about dropping in the algorithm
2: It, it it's
1: insane it's really insane when you really look at the numbers of like Oh shit! I posted a day later than I normally do. I, I you know, I missed that, and it's like, well, guess what? You just lost your ad traffic, and if you're relying on that money, you know what? You just lost, you know, some your income at that point.
2: Yeah, it takes a minute to get it back, but if you just stay consistently, yeah, I, I don't post. I'm not going to post two or three times a day on Instagram or TikTok. Like TikTok's a is full of crap. Related. I
1: refuse to get on it. Uh, oh, or other I remember mean- Chucky. He's he has his. I, I just. I, I refuse to out of like moral high ground.
2: <laughs> well, there was, um, funny, I, I don't know. I got like, I posted a, a minimal amount of videos, like a few here and there, not really trying hard. And I got like 50, 50 something thousand followers. Good like, without trying very hard. But, but you know what is funny is there's a lot of people that are on TikTok never knew about us. Yeah. Like, like our counseling, they're like, I was some newbie that was making all these mistakes. And they, I was like, where are you guys been? Like, <laughs> so, there's a very there's a it's a completely different audience on TikTok. Like that's what I'm talking about. The, the, those margins. Yeah, you can people buy an entire social media platform like miss them completely, and then uh, I actually start getting more traffic. So it's good for that. But I mean, you're trying to be a good a good place on a bad platform. Like yeah. it's very like I'm very selective with what I do on that one. It's a. Uh, yeah, it's kind of crappy for sure.
1: The one thing I've noticed, I mean, maybe you've seen it cause you're obviously a, a much larger scale than us is the crossover between Instagram and YouTube for us does not exist. Like if we try to promote a YouTube video on Instagram, no one on Instagram gives a shit. But if we're on YouTube and say, Hey, check out our Instagram, no one on YouTube gives a shit back and forth. And that's been like, a huge barrier that we have not been able to overcome is that something that you see too like on your pages?
2: yeah, we try to promote our YouTube videos on Facebook for a long time The, the whole thing is the platforms don't like each other they're all competing for you yeah. for you so they can they can justify ad revenue and justify relevancy and so if if you're promoting another platform through them, it's like they just don't like it they'll they'll cap you for even posting a link your video won't do it because you posted links to anything that's not just like the other social media platforms it'll it'll do it if you post product links yeah then they will they'll actually punish you for that like if people click too much on the product link they'll they'll actually derank your video
1: that's crazy that's completely crazy
2: it is completely crazy but it's a real thing and so you got to be real careful about that but i post links in all my videos all the time so
1: yeah i mean you're you're not you're not hurting with subscribers like for sure i mean especially for a phishing page you have over over a hundred thousand, right
2: yeah, but it's not so much as subs. It's it's your audience base. Like, what are what is your audience base? But, like my whatever my audience base is, 80-plus 80, 80 percent of them just watch the videos. They they're not subscribers.
1: Yeah, and it's kind of how you get to.
2: Like, yeah, there's only like fifteen to eighteen percent of people who are subs. But then there's people out there where their whole audience eighty percent of them are subscribers, and then they like and comment and share. And those people grow a lot faster because their audience generally the younger demographic. But for whatever reason you know, our demographic, my demographic, people just like to watch videos. They don't like to log in.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can understand that. I mean, we're older people millennials at- too. So, I mean, it's, I I get it. You know, we didn't, we were kind of the first half of the social experiment of, you know, phones and all this crazy stuff. It's like, man, I really don't want to log in to freaking watch something that, you know, says the F word. In, you know what I mean? Like that extra step or something's like some big deal to people in our age group. I get age range.
2: Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's got a, yeah, it's, 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 so that's that's growing pains on YouTube. So the 100,000 is not really a big reflection. It's like channel views because you find some of the more subscribers than somebody else, but the other person will have way more channel views than you.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, that person is doing ultimately better than you with more channel views and less subs.
1: Yeah, that's crazy so, too.
2: There's like, there's like five different factors to all of it. It all gets kind of...
1: It is a big muddled, muddled insanity for sure.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a mess.
1: Yeah, really I mean, we, we've been trying to figure it out for the last shit seven years at this point now. Our YouTube channel, but hey, we're getting hold of guys like you who are out there who are killing it and are nice enough to waste you know an hour of their time talking to dipshits like us. We appreciate it. <laughs> is what I'm getting at.
2: No, oh, no problem. I, well, it was it was it was fun uh, having a chat with you guys.
1: Yeah, man, we we appreciate you guys coming. You're coming on with us. Uh, anything you want to kind of say to wrap it up? Uh, as far as uh what's on your end where can we find know, just, you and all that stuff
2: we're on every social media platform out there at Tiny Boat nation or TB nation outdoors and then we have our main websites tv nation.net and um just check us out see what what, what what we're about we also just released a masterclass because there was a a complaint about that where my videos weren't terribly clear or there's there's too many of them and so that, <laughs> that's true so i i i'm I re-edited and remastered and funneled a, a, a targeted set of videos nice. for a master so to so make it easier for people, and so that's and also through Patreon
1: and. Okay, you have a Patreon. I didn't know you had a Patreon. Well, I guess everybody does at this
2: point, but it's the bigger this gets, the harder it is to maintain that thing. But that <laughs> Patreon is how I made it. I wouldn't be anywhere without Patreon.
1: Well, nerds, you heard it. If you're looking to get into the tiny boat game, look up our boy Tiny Boat Nation and. I think that's a wrap. This is a badass episode. We appreciate you.
2: Ain't no problem. Thank you much.